I picked up my copy of the Wall Street Journal this morning, and I see an article, Investors Dip Back into Chinese Markets, and they build a case through some ETFs as to why now might be a good time to invest in the Chinese market. I'm here to give you six reasons why you should not, and here's the first one by the director of the FBI. The Chinese government that poses the biggest long-term threat to our economic and national security. The Chinese government is set on stealing your technology, and those efforts pale in comparison to their lavishly resourced hacking program that's bigger than that of every other major country combined. The Chinese government sees cyber as the pathway to cheat and steal on a massive scale. The Chinese government likes to do this by making investments and creating partnerships that position their proxies to steal valuable technology. Based on his statements, China is stealing from the United States every day, 24 hours a day. And the best examples of what he'd said at the end of that interview is Tesla and Apple. They're the big patsies. In this video, I'm going to give you five other reasons why I don't think you should be investing in China and why I think you should never probably invest in China again. But this is not financial advice. This is financial education. I'm Kerry Grinkmeyer. I'm a retired CFP, CHFC, CLU. I ran one of the largest financial planning practices in the Ameriprise system of 10,000 franchisees. And uh, I retired and sold my business in 2005. And now I'm here to educate you on what I've learned over the last 77 and three quarters years of how to invest in a stock market. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Okay, I'm a man of my word, and I told you I'd give you six reasons not to buy Chinese stocks now or probably ever again in the future, and what you'll understand it when I get to the end of it. We're going to call the first one uh, on the advice of the director of the FBI. That's number reason number one. Number, reason number two, we're the Evergrande real estate crisis. Happened about a year, year and a half ago when it was reported that uh, the Evergrande, their largest producer of housing, and you got to understand in China, housing is a 30-story building that they build condos in and sell them to the people who are moving in out of the country to come to work in the, uh, the Chinese factories. And then those people who have already made it buy extra ones and rent them out. So, but they, the, the flow of people slowed down and, the, and Evergrande and the other major builders had overbuilt. And so they had all these empty buildings that no one was buying. Well, reported this morning in the Wall Street Journal is that now the people who had bought the ones before the Evergrande crisis are refusing, yes, refusing to play, pay their mortgages. Didn't know about that, did you? Yeah, they have a real estate crisis. What's a real estate crisis look at like? Go back to 208, 209. In uh, the United States, we had a real estate crisis, and it was probably the third worst 
um, depression in our stock market, in our economy. More people got laid off. Generation X got but was brought to their knees as the banks came in and repossessed. Well, I would guess that's probably kind of what's happening in China right now, but we don't know anything about it. But I did find a tiny article in the Wall Street Journal that shared it with me. So let's not only did the, the director of the um, FBI tell us, but it's telling us that they have a real estate crisis that they have slept, swept under the rug and uh, you've forgotten about it and, and these Wall Street ETFs are telling you don't worry about that. China has a growing economy. They have an enormous population. It's four times bigger than ours. They're, they're going to be the next superpower of the world. Hang on. I've got a few more reasons for you. Remember about a year ago I talked to you about the Chinese uh, uh, government was telling the companies, particularly the tech companies, that they didn't want their information coming into the United States, so they were not allowed to list their companies and their books and their their records and everything. Uh, they were not, not allowed to invest in the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ Stock Exchange. You remember they're called ADRs, and what it is is uh, the company, let's call it NEO, um, is restricted and told they cannot list on the New York Stock Exchange. So they set up a shell company in the Grand Caymans that is just nothing more than a mailbox and an and a office front, and they call that NEO. And um, they then come and make application through that shell company to the New York Stock Exchange. And we're happy to have them. And we list them. But now Congress has gotten uh, word of it. And they're saying by 2024, we're probably going to force them out. And, and the Chinese government says, well, that, that's kind of good with us, too. We need to regulate these companies. And, but we don't get any of their books. And so it's kind of a shaky thing. That's reason number three. We're going to call that ADRs. Reason number four involves Xi Jinping and uh, Vladimir Putin. You know who those two guys are. Um, China is extremely dependent on Russia. Why? As, as big as China is, they do not have any gas and oil, natural gas and oil. So China has to buy all of their gas and oil from Russia and Saudi Arabia. And the problem is uh, they don't have the Navy to support the movement of the uh, ships from Saudi Arabia if the world should get upside down. And thus they would be in very precarious position other than the fact that Russia could probably help them because they have a northern pipeline that comes in that brings oil from Russia. Well, we if we go into World War III, and I hope you saw my previous video where I said this is a distinct possibility and that people are choosing sides. And if Russia chooses to shut the oil off on China, China will freeze. I mean, they will freeze. They have no, they got some coal, 
um, but we've already seen that they're in the they when they get in precarious positions, they shut down. Heck, they shut Apple down for a while, and they have blackouts. So, if that's a potential problem uh, for not only Baidu and Tencent and Alibaba, but the entire continent of China, why would you want to invest in them? Why would you want to take on that risk, particularly when they also don't really share the information on how things go are going? I mean, we had to dig to find out that their, the, their citizens aren't paying for their real estate, and then we got this uh, ADR situation, uh, and then you add to that the precarious situation they're walking into with their dependence on Russia. That's kind of that's spooky. Then let's take it, we'll call that the Vladimir reason why you shouldn't buy stocks. So we've covered one, two, three, four. Let's look at number five. Number five is all about demographics. I've talked to you about demographics before, and that's that's the the fact that it, for an economy to function properly, you have to have a population that looks like a triangle or a pyramid. You got to have a lot of young people, uh, babies, and then you have to have young people who work and do the work and pay the taxes and buy the stuff that propel your economy. And then you have to have a older working economy who also pay taxes and save money and, and buy houses. And then you have the older population that turns into a burden. Well, look at, look at China's demographics. Look how they have changed from 1990 to 2021. And you can see they have an upside down pyramid. Almost it looks more like a mushroom. What does that mean? It means that you don't, if, 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 the, if the United States should ever choose not to buy all their stuff, they don't have any buyers. But wait, they don't have any workers either, and they don't have any taxpayers. Well, maybe through automation they can replace their workers with robots and 3D printing. Ah, that's their salvation. But wait, they don't have any, potentially don't have any oil or gas to run the machinery and to heat the property. But no, that's not no problem because the Chinese aren't paying their mortgages on their property anyway. So you don't need to heat those houses and those condos. Don't worry about it. It'll all be okay. Not according to the, the, uh, the director of the FBI. They'll still be able to hack all of our uh, intellectual property and invite Elon and, and Tim over to build more factories to steal our, our technology. Don't worry about it. Well, let me give you the reason number six. And I think it's probably the the game changer, and that's deglobalization. You need to understand that when the internet came in, when the when the the, the Berlin Wall fell down uh, or was knocked down, the world came into a very peaceful place that said, "Let's all just get along." That's Rodney King's statement. Uh, Can't we all get along? I think that's exactly how he quoted it. Well, the problem is as 
we globalized, we found there were some very unintended consequences, such as we can't get the things that we need. Oh, broken supply chain. We, they ship us, they do though ship us pandemics in grand order, and, and that brings our economies down. Well, maybe we shouldn't be buying all this stuff over there. Maybe we should become the more independent. That's called deglobalization. And there is nobody, nobody who, who explains it better than Peter Zeon. And I've talked to you, if you've been here before, you need to get this book. I'll put a link again in the description that if you are not subscribed to Audible, that's the where you listen to your books through your earbuds and through your phone, he explains deglobalization in his book. The end of the world is just the, the beginning, mapping the collapse of globalization. You must read this book. But first of all, let me share with you what Peter says specifically, not about the whole globe, about China. Watch this. As you industrialize your healthcare system and things like antibiotics and sutures become more common, the mortality rate drops. So a great example is China. They started industrializing in about 1980, but from 1980 to 2020, roughly three quarters of their population expansion wasn't from new births. It was simply from people living longer. So for the first 50 years, give or take, of your expansion in that way, uh, your population gets bigger, but the number of children you have stays the same or actually shrinks. And after 50 years, you have now aged long enough that you no longer have people to have children. And that is the situation we find increasingly uh, true in any number of countries. Uh, Germany and Italy and Belgium and Korea are there now, so is China. The Chinese population bomb was going to happen regardless, but doing the one-child policy and mass uh, selective sex abortions for females uh, throughout the entire period that the urbanization was going on made it terminal in the 20, in the 2000s rather than the 2020s, as it probably would have been otherwise. So we're looking at the collapse of the Chinese demographic picture this decade, not next decade or the 24th, this decade. Because if you run out of people in their 20s and 30s, you've lost your consumption base. And your only way to keep the system running is to export. So this is the Japanese, the Korean, and the German model. Uh, but if you break down global trade, uh, whether it's because the Americans go their own way or populism bursts up in a lot of places, or you have a heavily mercantilist country like China or a war like what's going on in Russia, all of that breaks supply chains and makes it difficult, if not impossible, for countries to get the raw materials they need to keep an industrialized system going. <clears throat> One of the great achievements of globalization is about bringing the inputs, food, energy, raw materials, to every country of the world who wants to play, which is every country of the world pretty much. Uh, but if you break down the supply systems, uh, the technologies of industrialization are not sustainable without those inputs. So we're gonna see large portions of this world, China's the country I'm most concerned about, de-industrializing as they simply can no longer maintain the inputs that make modern life possible. And keep in mind that two of the aspects of modern life are electricity and food. Uh, China is far and away at the top of the list, Okay, those are my six reasons. The FBI director, the collapse of the uh, China real estate market, the delisting of their product, of their 
uh, stocks. And, and basically, that also goes into just the fact that the Chinese government doesn't want us in bed with them, okay, or their companies. Then you've got the the Vladimir Putin issue of the dependence on them for oil, and you also, as Peter said, dependence on the world for food. They don't have electricity, and they don't have food to sustain themselves. Then you have the the um, the screwed up uh, demographics, and then you have what Peter talks about is deglobalization. De That's six big reasons why you don't need to be buying Chinese stocks. And it's six big reasons why you need to be real careful going forward. And the biggest one is what Peter explained to you. Read this book. If you don't know who Peter is, you should have read this book, The Accidental Superpower. If you'd read that in 2017, well, actually it was in 2014, he predicted that Russia would uh, invade uh, Ukraine. And as he said in here and here, they ain't stopping there. They can't. Because as bad as, bad as China's situation is, Russia's right up there with them. Unless... They can take over Europe, and I, we'll talk about, we've already talked about that. The other thing, we've become, we're, we're in a very insecure country, uh, or time in our world. And I've become more aware, we're going to, need and I are going to do some traveling, that I need to reactivate, or not reactivate, I have Surfshark on all of my devices. It's a virtual private network which basically makes it impossible for my neighbor to access my stock account, my bank account, my computer system. Um, and then also, when I take my laptop to Atlanta this next weekend and to the beach come November, um, I have it protected. As the director of the FBI said, Christopher Way, they're working real hard on hacking our stuff. So, Go to the link in, in the description. for It's about $2.50 a month because they, they're giving you through me an 83% discount. Protect your, protect your stuff on your, on your, what do they call them, devices. All right? So that's my take on the world situation. You do with it what you want. If you like this, come on. Uh, thumbs up. Uh, again, I apologize for all the spam from the freeloaders, call those freeloaders up. Just look up their their email address and, or their phone number and call them and tell them what their SEO companies are doing to them. Um, and then leave some comments and uh, let's make this work together. Let's make it a team effort. Go to Best of Us Investors. Come look into our Discord. I got a link to that too. And let's make it a team effort, because it's going to get real crazy as we move forward. You can see from this video. Talk to you again tomorrow.